I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from Indianapolis, this is the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and we are live from the NFL Scouting Combine here at the Indiana uh, Convention Center in Indianapolis. And uh, this week we're giving Steelers Nation even more ways to consume the SNR Drive content at the annual scout, Scouting Combine. You can listen to us here live each day from 2 to 4, which is where we're at right now on SNR. You can also get our programs, as usual, on demand, uh, where you get all your favorite podcasts. But this week... And for right now, this week only, you can also watch and listen to our shows here on Radio Row each day at the Combine on Steelers on the Steelers YouTube channel. Uh, that's live on SNR through our podcast and on our Steelers YouTube page. Check it out there. Share it with your friends. Um, there's plenty to go around. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> plenty to go around. And so, uh, Matt... Uh, the big news today uh, out of this, we, we heard a bunch of guys, uh, basically the linebackers, edge rushers, defensive uh, defensive linemen mm-hmm. uh, speaking well, the today. front seven guys. The one guy we didn't get to hear speak was Jalen Carter. Right. It's not like he was close and yeah, uh, he's got gonna pulled come off. Speak, right. And then within about a half an hour of when he was going to go up to the podium, the news came out that uh, he was uh, being charged uh, with a couple of misdemeanor crimes, mm-hmm. but crimes nonetheless in, in uh, Georgia. And... We're talking not here about a guy who is possibly a first-round talent. No, oh, he's an easy one. He's right? an easy. Yeah, he's, yeah, right. the, he's the top of the draft. Like I think he's the best player in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. And so I, I'm just wondering, you know, how this changes that perception of Jalen Carter. Well, I think the optics of it happening here as opposed to a couple of days ago are going to leave an immediate bad taste in your mouth. But there's a lot of time before the first pick of the first round. So Chicago, Arizona, whomever else will have a lot of time to investigate this. It's fresh on everyone's mind. Um, they'll have plenty of time to talk to him. Unfortunately for their cases, they probably met with him yesterday and didn't know yet. So yeah. it would been nice to, that to have popped a little earlier. Um, I did a little bit of homework, and I don't know if this is 100% true or not, but I heard some quotes from anonymous scouts or whatever that's saying, I don't know any character concerns with him. Sometimes they had the light of fire under his butt here and there. He's an underclassman. He's a little on the immature side, but nothing red flagish, you know, and yeah. there's not anything else out there of public knowledge. So I don't mean to brush it off because, you know, it's a crime and, you know, all those things, but I bet in the end it doesn't hurt him that much. Okay. So I, I, don't, I mean, I'm just guessing. Yeah. I mean, I just think it, a month down the road – It'll be always out there, but I don't think it'll be looming like, boy, he's not even going to the first round. Yeah, I don't know that that's going to happen. I, you know, I don't know that you know he's looking at prison or anything mm-hmm. like that coming out of this. But there is the public perception. Sure. And you know, I, I think you know when you look at that and when this came out, um, you know, he's going to have to answer questions about this. Oh, every day, of, all the time, yeah. over and over. Right, right, and. He better have his story straight. We had some good conversations with Max earlier when it broke about, you know, don't lie your way out of it or pretend like you didn't know things. I mean, everything's going to be found out. Just kind of come clean and I was stupid and immature and celebrating a national title or however he wants to handle it. I'm not his lawyer. But 
if he dances around it, it won't be a good look. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you look at it, um, it, it just, it, to me, it's, it's it, is it a character issue? Not necessarily, but it kind of is. And it's, it, it's mm-hmm. you know, your decision. I mean, it's a massive red flag. decision making, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, is, this, is he going to do this mm-hmm. while he's a member of our team? Right, and every team will look at it different. You know, I mean, he's probably not going to be there for 17 with the Steelers, yeah. but I'm just, we're, we're on Steelers Nation with the, Radio. with the whole Henry Ruggs situation. It doesn't help. It doesn't help that at all. Not even, a little. But because right now Henry Ruggs isn't a football player. Right. But I do think some locker rooms would handle it better than others. You know, if you bring him into Pittsburgh and, hey, Cam, you're in charge of keeping this guy on the straight and narrow. Or, you know, we, there's a lot more culture here. The, it's not a new coach. The, you know, and a lot of organizations could speak to that the same way. I mean, Kansas City's been known to take character guys and get a lot out of them and have great success. But if you're one of these bad teams and you don't have the culture – or, you know, Arizona, Kyler Murray, has you got to include it in his contract that he has to be there and a new coach. And <laughs> so do we bring in one more combustible situation? Like, uh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, one thing we haven't talked about a ton is the linebacker mm-hmm. position in this year's draft, the off-ball guys. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that it's going to be something the Steelers are going to look at. Sure. Um at some point, they'll probably add one in this draft. Probably, whether that's high, low. What do you What do you think of this off-ball linebacker class? It, it, I would say safety and linebacker are the positions right now that I feel the least confident about. I haven't done as much work as I need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would give it an incomplete grade for me. I mean, that's my lack of, of being on top of it. I've just kept looking at linebacker, thinking. Free agency is so rich with guys. I think it'd be crazy not to land one of those. But that doesn't mean you don't have another. I mean, Splain, Bush, Jack, all could be gone. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't just say, "Hey, Mark Robinson, you're the two. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not going to happen. There's some um, fans that want that. that that's you know, hey, we just make oh, that'd Mark, be great. He's played like 24 snaps in the NFL. Right, and 12 of them were, or eight of them were very impressive, where he did something explosive. Ten of them he ran the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So it's not a big sample size. So they. Whether it's Spillane, Bush, Jack, or outside the organization, they might need three. I think they do. I think they do. I think when you when you look at, I mean, if you're going to, if you're gonna, if you lose Spillane, if you lose mm-hmm. uh, Bush, you're already down two. You're already down two. Uh, Marcus Allen is a free agent I think as well, he, and he's a special teamer. I and don't think you sp- want him on the defense. Yeah. You know? So I mean, he's a free agent. So mm-hmm. you, now you've got three bodies that aren't there anymore. Right. Right. I mean, I think they might need three. Right, you got to replace those from guys. what's on the roster right this second, um, and so we need to dig in the draft. I mean, I mean, I'm excited to see the workouts. It does. The more homework I do, the more I like it for picks not number 17. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't think there's anybody at 17 that's worth it. But Sanders is the one that could maybe convince me otherwise. And I know some people that I really respect in this business, love him. Some think that he's being slept on at this point, but. You know, a lot of edge rusher background, a lot of Timmons, Chad Brown type of, you know, usage for him, which I still think would be in play for this team. Um, Campbell's the one I like for where I think you could get him. I talked to him today. Oh, did you? I started on his interview, and he was talking. He actually said something pretty funny. He he said, I think linebackers need to be amphibious. Okay. And uh, he was asked, what do you mean amphibious? He said, well, you got to be like a frog because you have to be able to perform in water, and out of water. So he's saying running and pass. Running and yeah, passes. Okay, yeah, i got to be able to play the run, I gotta, but I also have to be able to play on the back mm-hmm. end and, and do both. And so uh, I liked him. He's interesting in that he's 6'5". Yeah. You know, he's a bigger guy. Some some of these guys, I, 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 I just walked around to the different linebacker interviews. Mm-hmm. I bet there's all shapes and sizes. And that was the thing. I'm like, okay, that guy looked more like a, a bulked-up safety. Okay. Or that guy, you know, so I'm, I was just Pace judging. from Cincinnati. Yeah, I was probably, just judging yeah. what, from body types. Like, okay, can that guy add 10 more pounds? Can You know, what's he going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, this, this, guy's, yeah, that's interesting. this guy's listed at 220 or 225. Can he, you know. Yeah. That guy's listed at 240, but he doesn't look 240. Um, it does look but, like a, a very wide variety of body types. But and, Campbell's 6'5". Yeah. 6'5". <laughs> so, I think the, the, the combine's big for him. Like, Watch. I, I did. He's one guy I've done more homework on than others. In that, I know PFF isn't the standard, but he was their best coverage linebacker in this whole group. 
He won the Butkus Award as the best linebacker in the country. You almost know for a fact he's extremely well coached coming out of Iowa, and the tape shows it. I mean, he yeah. knows the game well. Six five is great for disrupting, you know, passing, passing lanes, lanes and all yeah. that. But is he stiff in these drills? You know, I'm not even. I don't even care what he runs as much as I want to see his drill work. Does he get stuck or you know yeah. uh, starts leaning and can't get back or those type of things? You know, originally when I looked at him the first time, I'm like. Yeah, I wonder if he's just a between-the-tackle thumper type, but he's much more athletic more than, than that. that. He's more much than more that. than that, yeah. The and other guy that, that intrigued me that I was listening to talk was Dayon Henley uh, out of Washington State. Seems to be gaining steam. He's a former wide receiver. Yeah, interesting. That's a weird transition. You don't see that. So I'm assuming he's got really good hands. Or really bad hands. That's why I put him in the defense. Well, but, no, for a linebacker, yeah, he's going to have really good for, hands. Yeah, right. for a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. uh, just uh, I like, you know, his personality was, was uh, you know, mm-hmm. he was – Engaging and, and that kind of stuff, but six one two thirty. Like, he, what are you looking for in terms of size wise from well, linebacker position? I do think one key, and and I don't not that they can't live without it, but I think length is unbelievably important at yeah. these linebacker spots. You know, like you look at Fred Warner. I mean, he has this narrow waist, but he has long condor arms, and Tremaine Edmonds and Campbell, and you're seeing more and more of these guys that you know, you have such a uh, basketball background that. Length playing defense, especially like in zones and things, I mean, it really cuts down passing lanes, your your sight, and, you know, you pass a, a crossing route off a receiver on a crosser from one linebacker to the other. Well, I got a lot more space than I'm with them if yeah. I have a couple extra inches, you know. Well, that was the, like, so Jack Campbell was talking about, you know, he says, so one play on, one play, I'm, I'm going to be expected going back to the amphibious thing. Mm-hmm. One play I'm expected to be in there and I got to stop the run. Sure. So the next play, I'm out in the slot, and maybe I'm I'm covering Tyreek Hill. He might be right, right, right. right. I mean, that's what's asking these guys now. <laughs> or then the next play, it's Kittle, or you know yeah. what I mean, right? I mean, there's all shapes and sizes, or McCaffrey out of the backfield, or so. Uh, I think there's a reason these young guys often struggle because they're asked to do a ton. But he looks pretty darn ready, you know what I mean? Yeah, of, yeah. Of, of plug and play is a, a term I try to avoid, but I mean, he seems pretty ready. Yeah, also said he loves to call defenses because he likes to be in charge. Mm, like he likes okay. to be the guy that, that handles those Do you get dudes. the impression he'll interview well? Yeah. I bet, yeah, I bet. Yeah. It sounds and like I, it. And I got that, and actually I got that impression listening to a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they've I, – I think that's a confidence position. Agreed, agreed. Because, I mean, you're going to get stuff thrown at you. Mm-hmm. And you better be calm. It's much like cornerback. You better think you're good. Yeah, or left tackle, or you yeah. know, right, right, right. And you be a quick, you know, short memory on things whenever you do screw up and get right back in there, and you know. And, and if the Steelers were to acquire one of these guys, I do think it would probably be some sort of veteran next to them, whether that's Jack or somebody oh, else yeah. from outside organization. The, you the you know, process, right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that he'd get thrown to the wolves, but it'd be great if he could. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting position. Uh, you got Drew Sanders there. I'm just looking here at uh, Lance Sierlein's rankings mm-hmm. on NFL.com. He's He's got Drew Sanders number one. He's got Trenton Simpson. At I know he's very high on Sanders. Clemson yeah. uh, number two. He's got Henley number Simpson three. Simpson scares me a little bit. I mean, I think he might be a big safety. I mean, he's going to light it up. I mean, he might be the star of the show in, in you yeah. know the, the testing coming up here. But he, I don't know about the recognition and the linebacker stuff. You know, yeah. I have some doubts about that. And he comes in at. Uh, we'll see what he weighs in when, mm-hmm. when they do the measurements. He's going to be pretty, and he's going to move extremely well. But he's listed and... at six three two forty. He always looked leaner than that to he me. He did look lean, yeah. Yeah, and so I am curious what his height and weight is. Uh, he has Campbell as his fourth guy. He has Henry Tutu out of uh, Alabama, Alabama, number th- uh, five. Uh, Yazir Abdullah out of Louisville, six. Ventrell Miller out of Florida, uh, seven. Mm-hmm. There was a guy at the. Um, the the kid from is uh, it Appalachian State? Yeah, he was lighting people up at the Senior Bowl. At the Senior Bowl, Just I don't even obvious see him on a lot of these lists. And, and but it's still a little early in the process. Lance just might not have written him up yet. You yeah. know what I mean? So he's not going to stick him anywhere. Is it Miller? Is it Miller? That sounds familiar. Yeah. But he was explosive and really showed up in practices. He yeah. looked a little on the small side, but I think he played on the edge. 
at App, at App State. Okay. But he'll, he'll move inside. He looked well-built, but yeah. not real long or real tall. But. So there's some sleepers there that you look at. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even guys like a, uh, I mentioned Ventrell Miller, Cam Jones out of Indiana. I've heard a lot of good things about Ventrell Miller. Yeah. Um, Ivan Pace, you mentioned. Uh, you know, People think he's in a test extremely well, too. Yeah. His change of direction stuff is, is 40 times. He's going to be smaller, but he's a modern-day productive linebacker. But a lot linebacker. of these guys were guys who were recruited as safeties. Right. Who, keep growing. Uh, hey, keep put growing. 15 pounds on. We're gonna put. We're gonna move you to linebacker. Yeah, and we need you to cover. And you know, especially in the college game with those wide hashes, like you, you got a lot of room here. You know, you might get a slot receiver. You might just have tons of space to carry. So, I, I think the more I look at the linebacker class, the more intrigued I am with it. It's not like, eh, that, I don't know about that guy. I don't know about that guy. <laughs> so the more I learn, the more I like it. But I'd be very concerned if they went in to the draft and had to totally rely on the draft for linebacker help. Yeah. Even if Jack was still around. I, mean, or whoever, I don't you know? so I don't the Steelers aren't gonna do that. I wouldn't think. I mean they they've never done they've never operated that way in the right. past. They've they've always gone into They can line up and play yeah, the day the draft the happens. The day the know? draft happens they will have twenty two starter capable or mm-hmm. guys who have started games in the NFL for those 22 starting spots. I can live with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's not my favorite starter. I'd love to you know, go past him, but if we have to play week one, that's fine. I can live with it. And Kevin was always tremendous at that. I always thought, yeah. you know, setting themselves up so when the draft does roll around, you don't have to reach and the whole world doesn't know, well, they have to take a linebacker. Yeah, they, you don't know? Have, they don't have a guy for that spot. You're just showing They're your cards. Draft that. Right, right, right. And the more I look at this draft, too, linebacker aside, I think 17, 32, and then the next two picks, you're going to have things you want, but I don't think you have to reach at any of those spots. Yeah, you can let, yeah. the, you can let things fall to you mm-hmm. and, and take be the very best comfortable at, at one of those positions. Right, and that's not true for everybody, you know, you know different needs and whatnot. Like, there's going to be reaches as there are in all drafts, but if you can sit there and let it come to you and just be comfortable, I think you're in a good spot, and I think that's exactly where they're at. Yeah, I think so as well, uh, and, and that's what's going to make this such an interesting – uh, draft, you know, where they go in the first round then affects where they go in, in rounds, you know, with those next two picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, you know, even the next three picks in terms of how those dominoes fall. Right, right, right. But if you don't get corner right away, there's a lot there. You yeah. know, you'll, you'll get a shot at another one. There's, you know, I, I think there's offensive linemen sprinkled throughout the f- first three rounds. Lots of tight ends. Looks like a good group of linebackers, especially if you ignore it at 17, which I would be shocked if they go you know linebacker who, 17. You know Max Starks loves? Hmm. John Michael Schmitz. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> O-line guys would certainly like him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, if listeners to this show know we've, we've been uh, high on John Michael Schmitz for quite a while now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I did a little more work on the Wisconsin Center. Tipman. Yeah. 6'6", yeah. six, which I don't don't like hearing originally. He well, though. Yeah, as I say, he runs really well. Yeah. He changes directions well. They pull him like crazy for a center. He's out there leading sweeps and getting to safeties. and So I don't care what he runs or any of that stuff either, but I want to see, you know, like going through the bags, does he get a little top-heavy? Or, you know, when he does change of direction stuff, does he kind of lean like a tree? But it doesn't look like that on tape. No, it certainly does not. No. He's he's tall enough to ride to ride. Yeah, yeah. He might be too tall to ride to ride. Yeah, I mean, he, him and John Michael Schmitz both look like starters and quality ones to me. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting draft. I, I, I'm fascinated by this one this year mm-hmm. just because of the depth. Uh, again, maybe not the, the top star power that you t- normally have. Because I think, uh, and we talked about this in the, in, uh, in the previous show uh, when I was on with Jerry and Max, I don't know that the quarterback class scares me. this year is, boom, okay, these guys yeah. are, are going to be stars. Oh, I, th- I think a lot of team. I, I mean, I, I honestly think most teams' draft boards with these quarterbacks are all going to be shuffled. Like, I can see teams having Richardson one, yeah, or last you know, of the right. four. You know, right. no doubt about it. I mean, he's very polarizing, of course. To, people are flat out look at Bryce Young and be like, "So, like, I just he's can't not do big it. enough to ride to ride. I can't do like, it. Like, this right. is a big week for him. Absolutely. How do, you know he's listed at six foot? Is he six foot? Mm-hmm. Is he five eleven? But either way, he's short. Right. He, he, you know, that, <laughs> and that might not seem like a big deal. I know. But it is. It's kind of a public perception yeah. thing. Yeah. Is he 190 pounds or mm-hmm. is he, you know, two, you know, when, when Kyler Murray came here, that was the question with him. Well, how big is he? How, what's he going to weigh? And he came in at 207. But, but at he least didn't, he's then thick. he didn't run. He didn't run, though, right. Yeah. 
but at least he's thick. I mean, he's got legs and a butt. Yeah. And, you know, he, he can, you know, bounce off tacklers a little bit more. Stroud's going to have those Ohio State things looming over him. I mean, yeah. like, life was just Bryce Young looks like him. a point guard. He looks like a point guard, right. He absolutely yeah. does, you know. And Levis has questions all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I bet in the end there's those four. I think they're going to go higher than people think because there aren't other blue chippers, and there's a lot of teams in that neighborhood. And you got that, a guy like Hendon Hooker who's dealing with injury stuff. See, like, he's the one I kind of like for yeah, where right, you think yeah. you get him. Like, if I'm Seattle, maybe use those two picks on defense and then let Hooker learn behind Geno. And even though he's old, so what? It's not like he's a running back, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think for the price, I might rather have Hooker. Steelers fans, the Steeler media platforms are loaded with great Steelers combine content all week long. Visit Steelers.com and the Steelers official mobile app to hear live and on-demand Steeler or SNR audio content, exclusive one-on-one video interviews with key decision makers, and daily editorial coverage. The team also has uh, great throwback combine workout highlights on current Steelers for you to check out. That's all this week on the Steelers media platforms. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Live from Indianapolis, this is the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is uh, our live ongoing coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio from the NFL Scouting Combine. And, uh, Matt, we're efforting to uh, to get one of our favorite guests on. Yeah, right now. hopefully. But, uh, well, hopefully we, that happens for us here. But uh, we're it, this is a tough room to work this year. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You I know, mean, at, little at this different. time of day, think most of the stuff is starting to wind down because mm-hmm. – for people, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. So the interview yes. process started this morning with players at around 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they started having players available. So Up a on lot the podium. Of, yeah. Right. So a lot of the people were here early and have now kind of, you know, now it's time. Starting to, to, yeah, right. Go back to the room and ri- relax yeah. a little bit maybe. Or, I, I st- like I still haven't written today yet, you know, because, mm. of, you know, I, all the interviews and stuff that I did this morning. So, I'm, you know, you're kind of. Waiting to. I bet a lot of people like us. We were just talking about like dinner reservations and stuff. It's like, yeah. well, we might have to go out a little later tonight because There's I got a lot of work to do. Afternoons, I got pretty booked with podcasts and writing and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe that's week. what everyone's doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that happens out here, and there's a lot of information being thrown at us. We still don't have heights and weights. Yeah, on these, on these first guys here. This do you first know when we'll guys. be getting? I would stuff? assume by tomorrow morning we'll start to have that stuff. That stuff I would think start so. to become available. And what's um, tonight again? I feel like I don't know the schedule well with all of I would here. assume since the linebackers, defensive ends, and uh, edge rushers mm-hmm. were all, I would assume they're the work first workouts tonight. I, I think so. I yeah. think they do everything tonight, right? So Yeah, so you, we'll they watching. usually do them in order like that. That's a long day for those guys. I say that. That's again, such a long day. The interview started at 8 o'clock in the morning. They probably got well, those guys were up long before that long because before you, had that. Go, you had to go get t- uh, medical checks, meetings. Breakfast. Breakfast, right, right, all that stuff. I mean, I doubt they were like, "Hey, go take a nap at noon." Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just they just monopolize every minute of your life while you're here. Now you might sneak a nap in while you're waiting for an MRI or something. <laughs> right, but that's not much. You've had a tough couple days, and you flew yeah. here, and you might even have jet lag, like you know what the time zone you came from, and all that kind of stuff too. And, and we saw this a lot last year. Like, I'm pretty sure all the running backs just said, "We're not doing the three cone," because it was like at 10:30 at night. When right, it was the last event, and yeah. they're like. I've been up since six. I don't have it in me. Do you, this is your fault. Sorry. Bye. You right. know, and I think they're trying to avoid that. I just don't know how you do it. You know, all this late stuff because they went on TV, of course. Yeah. You know. Uh, the, so the three cone stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot gets put into the forty time. Yeah. To me, I think the three cone stuff is, is more important. Definitely for edge rushers, tight ends. I think it's kind of more important for everybody. It's more football. Yeah. I mean, like how well really do you is. change directions? How well do you change directions? You're able to dip your shoulders, you know, you keep your balance. Yeah, how do you corner? Yeah, you know, it's a sports car. Are you a sports car? Can you corner? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that yeah. kind of shuttles stuff. as well. Oh, of here comes here comes oh, our guest here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Greg Cosell coming in here from NFL Films. It's, in NFL uh, Live and all kinds of good stuff. Always here. our favorite guest of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> so we are always happy to have uh, to, to have Greg join us here. Greg's a very he's popular, a popular guy. He's a popular guy here. Like Wes has been hunting him down for an hour. Greg's like the king of the king of the combine. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, those change of direction drills to me 
are probably more important than the 40. Absolutely. All- like, if you if you have a, a so-so 40 time, mm-hmm. but you have a really good three-cone time, yeah, I'm uh, okay, fine. That's fine. Yeah. And the thing no one ever looks at, too, is 10-yard and 20-yard splits, yeah. too. I mean, how often are you running 40 yards in a straight line? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's in, and it's, it, the thing with the 40, too, is there's so much technique involved. I mean, track starts. When do I get my shoulders up to come out? You know, things yeah. like that. I mean, running track's not easy. It's not just go be fast. There's right. technique involved. If that were the case, then everybody, you know, there would be a lot of guys. That, I, I've seen fast guys, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, they can do those kind of things, but they don't test quite as well because, again, they're not trained in the well, coming out of the guys. blocks. Right, right, right. Kind of and, things it's, like that. and it's a huge waste of time as a football player to go learn track stuff. Yeah. Okay. Greg's ready for us. There we go. Uh, so uh, <laughs> our guest now is Greg Cosell from uh, NFL uh, Films. Uh, Greg, uh, how you doing? Well, my change of direction isn't quite as good as it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other, other than that, I'm, I'm doing okay. And my 40 is probably a little slower, A little too. slow? Yeah. So how many years at NFL Films now? I just finished my 43rd season. 43rd. Wow, wow that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, that's great. coming to the Combine, I think, since 1998. Wow. Very cool. So you've yeah. seen, a, seen a lot of stuff here, seen a lot of crazy stuff here. Have you seen anything like what happened with Jalen Carter this morning? I mean, you see, I, I, can't, you know, I can't remember, you know, specifics, mm-hmm. yeah. but – I mean, obviously, uh, I did speak to a scout uh, who who would know. He's very connected with the SEC, who did tell me that, uh, in his mind, that's not a surprise, that Carter is a guy that they've struggled with all year, Hmm. and they've just been – at Georgia, they just try to get him to the games every week, that there's issues with him on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I don't know what those issues are. I'm just reciting something I was told by someone who would know. See, so – that was an issue last year that, that cropped up with George Pickens. There was this, oh, well, there were, right. there were some problems at Georgia. And then he comes to the Steelers last year. They, were, they, they didn't have any problems with him. So I don't, yeah. is it a Georgia thing? I don't know. <coughs> we don't know that. No. Uh, although I could tell you that I thought George Pickens was the best receiving prospect in the draft last year. <laughs> I remember this time last year you thought Pickens was the best receiver yeah. and Pickett was the best quarterback. So I did think that. Yeah. Where are you at on Pickett now? I, I thought Pickett had a really solid rookie mm-hmm. season. Um, I thought he improved clearly. Um, there's some things he he definitely has to work on. We can discuss those if you like. Sure. Um, but I thought, you know, this is not an X and O point, but I think the one thing you clearly see with Pickett is he sees it. It's not too fast. He he's just he's out there playing in a sense the same way he played in college. Okay. You know, there there's he's not frenetic. He's not chaotic. He sees it. He knows where to go with the football. I think that one of the areas he needs to clearly work on is he does have a tendency at times to leave the pocket too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think that that ideally that comes with more experience. Um, he did that at Pitt on occasion, not as much as he did it with the Steelers this past year, but he do, does have that tendency um, that needs to be cleaned up because what, what happens is you leave throws on the field mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that. Uh, Statistically advanced stats, whatever the two areas that, most rookies struggle, and including him, and his numbers were quite bad, to be honest, is 10 to 20 yards, you know, right. that intermediate range, and red zone. Right. Is there any reservations that, hey, he's never going to get it? I mean, those are the hardest throws to make. <clears throat> and I also don't think their offense presents a lot of 10 to 20-yard throws. Yeah, that's a good point, I too. I mean, I think right, you right. can – you know, I know Matt Canada. You guys are Pittsburgh. I know – you know, I'm, I, I don't rip coaches. I know Matt Canada came under a lot of fire but for Steelers fans, mm-hmm. um, and I know he's back. Because, you know, Mike Tomlin, obviously, as does the entire Steeler organization, believe in continuity. Mm -hmm. They don't make change for change's sake. Um, So we'll see, you know, what happens this year now that Matt Canada has a year with Kenny Pickett. And they can figure out strengths, limitations, best way moving forward. Mm -hmm. So you need to give that another year. But I don't think their offense this past year necessarily presented a lot of those kinds of throws. Yeah, and not a lot of in-breaking routes. No, no. no. Right, right. No. It was interesting in that two years ago with Ben Roethlisberger, the offense was almost exclusively within 10 yards. Right. And then this year, <coughs> right. it, it was not. And so right. I don't know that we've actually seen what Matt Canada's offense is supposed to be yet. Right, and and that's why it's 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 hard to answer that. And, and I think you need – this offseason and this year to get a, a really better feel for that because they'll tell you now, look, you can watch a quarterback in college all day long. This is what I do. I sit and watch tape, okay? I, some I get to, to know a little bit. Some, most I don't. So I can't speak to the, the personal part. But you watch tape, and even when you feel really comfortable with a player, until you're with him every day, mm-hmm. 
coaching him, seeing him and then performing games, you know, when it really matters, there's no, there's no 100% certainty. You know, I guarantee when the Steelers drafted Pickett, they felt really good, okay, because Pickett is that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it means something to him. He's smart. He, you know, he does the right thing. He's, I wouldn't call him a high, high-level traits guy, but he certainly has enough traits. Um, but until you're with someone every day, see what they do well, see what they're most comfortable with, see how it plays out versus different defenses, different pressures. You don't really know. Mm-hmm. So now they have a much better sense of that because he's played. Yeah. So yeah. now – off season. Right. Now right, you right. get an off season, another off season. Um, you know, so now we'll see this year how Matt Canada and the, the offensive staff really feel – Here's what Kenny does well. Right. Here's what we want to sort of stay away now from. Now you can build around him as opposed to building around <coughs> what you thought you were going to do with Mitch Trubisky. Right, because don't forget Trubisky, right. He was a the starter, There right, was yeah. the starter, yeah. right. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, that's why despite I'm sure a lot of Steelers fans thinking that Matt Canada has to go, and I'm just going by what I read, mm-hmm. you know, and what you see on social media is, you know, they probably feel, okay, now Matt can start with Kenny Pickett from day one. Makes sense. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. So it's funny, though, because they had a week nine bye, and right. the first half of the year was, wasn't pretty. You had a young quarterback, very young <coughs> offense, right. very difficult schedule. We'll get beat bad by Buffalo and Philly and really right. top teams. And Claypool gets traded. And then they start doing a lot more 12 personnel and dedicating right. to the run. So I feel like they, the second half of the season, they poured some concrete for the foundation. You know, the, the windows aren't pretty yet. It needs some so, paint yet. But, you know. Let me ask you this question. How do you feel? Because I'm not certain about this, and, and I've taken some grief about it, but everything mm-hmm. I say is based on my, my film study. <laughs> sure. Which, again, doesn't make me right all the time, but, I mean, that's that's how I, you know, make my, my evaluations. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, do you think that Najee Harris can, can be the foundation and starting point of their offense? Do you think he's a good enough back to be that, a high-volume runner who can keep you on track, keep you sustaining – you know, put together a, a play-action pass game, you know, do, you know, in in, in, in some way be almost like, and, and this might have a negative connotation, but this is kind of where you're going if you're going to do this, be like the, the Titans were. Right, as you were saying, right. Yeah. And make life easier on your quarterback. Theoretically. And take shots, right. Theoretically. He's not Derrick Henry. I mean, that's for right, certain. Right, I mean, right. Henry's a special player. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Um, volume toughness i think he has a lot of untapped potential in the passing game right that you see in practice but you haven't seen in games as much protection but the biggest problem to me in the offense aside from the picket zones that he struggles in is they're just not explosive enough overall right and you're not going to get that from him you know like he's not going to henry will break off 80 harris is not that kind of bad yeah i mean i think he has the other stuff but i don't think he's going to help the big play problem i think he's more mid-career zeke elliott where he's he's going to grind and grind. Right, and he's grind. a grinder. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a grinder and a sustainer. And you know, ultimately, <clears throat> is, is that where you want to start? I mean, look, obviously, when I say start your offense, he's going to get the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, but the question is, are you looking to give him the ball? And these are just numbers, but they're reflective of of tactics. You know, are you looking to give him the ball 270, 280 times, or more like two hundred times? You know, mm-hmm. there's a big difference there. Yeah, yeah. you know. Because he's not really a high yards per carry back. Right. No, and I don't think well, he ever will. Well, neither be. was yeah. Le'Veon yeah. Bell when they had Le'Veon Bell. A uh, little more. But he, I mean, Lev didn't break off a, b- a bunch of big runs, though, either. Um, there were more 10s and 20s. Yeah. yeah. But he's never going to break the 70. Right. Either yeah. one of them. Yeah. You know, right. So, so they're, they're similar. So, I mean, regard. I'm just curious. I mean, I don't know the answer. I'm leaning toward no, but, I, you know, it remains to be seen. You know, I think they've got a pretty good receiving core that I'm really, you know, I. I think they could have a pretty explosive pass game, and that's what I'm really curious to see with this offseason, what they choose to do, you know, in terms of building the offense. Because Pickens, to me, is complete. I think Pickens can be a great Dude. receiver. You know, Deontay Johnson, you know, because they signed him, right? Yeah, yeah he's, he's locked up yeah, for yeah, a while. he's yeah. locked up. I mean, I think he's... He's a pretty good receiver. I know. Mm-hmm. I guess he didn't score a touchdown. Didn't score a touchdown. The fantasy know. people are mad at him. Yeah. But, yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, so, and then the number three receiver would be who at this point? Austin and Anthony Miller, Friar Muth, maybe a name to be right. added and to Friar the Muth is a nice tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I, I really liked Calvin Austin coming out of Memphis. I'm yeah. curious. To, I, I guess That's this exciting. was kind of a lost season for him. But, I mean, I, I think he's he – d- He did, like, early in camp, he flashed, and you're like, ooh, yeah, this could be something. He's an that, explosive kid. And then that yeah. foot injury cropped up, and he just he just never yeah. got over it. And then he was on IR, right, yeah. for the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he's an explosive kid. Yeah. Uh, to your, your point aside, though, running back, whoever the ball carrier is aside, I think they showed us in the second half of the season – Again, let's pour the concrete. Let's have something to right, right. to at least lean on. Right. The defense was on the field so much before right, that. They're right. eating, they're winning the time of possession battle, and I would imagine it, it, the pendulum swings more and more. Kenny, more and more. Kenny, you know, as he learns, <clears throat> right. and I think he's capable. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had this conversation with a coach who's been in the league thirty years, and you know, he does quarterbacks every year, you know, for his team, mm-hmm. and you know, you could make the argument he's not as gifted. But stylistically, Pickett is is like Joe Burrow. Right. You know, he's not. That's a high ceiling. Right. right he's right, not. Right. He's not. I mean, obviously, Burrow is, is the the highest level of that kind of quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's the way Pickett plays. Yeah, that's yeah. the style in, with which he plays. Um, I actually had a great conversation with someone who uh, um, who's not coaching now, but coached in the league for years and years, an offensive guy, and. He thought that, for instance, C.J. Stroud and Kenny Pickett were very, very similar. Really? You know, okay. so, I mean. That was Pickett, my next question is how would you compare Pickett to this class? Yeah, Pickett is is Pickett is, is a is a pretty good traits quarterback. He just doesn't have, you know, what people would consider a big arm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a, a power thrower. He's not an explosive thrower. Right. He's not a twitchy thrower. And Burrow isn't either. No. You know, no. I mean, he's very accurate. Right, he's a right, great right. passer, but he's not a <coughs> power thrower. Correct. Yeah, right, That's right. exactly right. Yeah. That would be the one knock on, on Burrow when he came out. He mm-hmm. wasn't really a power thrower. Um, you know, so, you know, the question is, Pickett, that kind of quarterback needs to be a really subtle, nuanced, disciplined kind of player. And I think Pickett can be that mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a good guy to pattern yourself after. Yeah, though. right. Yeah. You don't, don't watch Josh Allen tape. Watch Burrow no, tape. No, no. <laughs> right. He's not, he's not <laughs> yeah. Josh Allen. Right. You know. Although although Pickett has pretty good mobility, better than I thought. Yeah. He's a lot twitchier yeah. and quicker and straight out faster than I remember. He to really pick. is. He really he eludes rushers extremely and he, well. And he's pretty good sized kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Matt mentioned this a little bit or referenced this a little bit. Their offensive line. Yeah. What did you see from their offensive line last year? Uh, and is that some is that an area that you think that they still need? to add to in terms probably. of starting starting I, I, I would say probably yeah i think that's an area they they probably would look to improve for multiple reasons number one if they do want to run the ball if they want to lay that continue to lay that foundation mm-hmm. i think you need to improve your o-line you know i think it needs to be better um and also just for pass protection because you want to work with Pickett so that he doesn't feel that he has to flee the pocket yeah you know you want him to feel hey this is a really firm wall in front of me i can drop back i can hit my back foot if that first read doesn't show right away i don't i don't have to leave you know uh, because he left a lot when he didn't have to yeah you know yeah. you want him to feel really confident that hey i can stay there i don't have to leave but they um, averaged so over the second half of that season as matt said 147 rushing yards per game yeah over the second half yep. of the season could you see? I mean, do you do you see them looking at that, going, "Well, if we bring, we run these guys back, we're gonna be we're gonna be okay there." They certainly could say that. Yeah, yeah. Like depth is an issue. And yeah, right. I mean, they, they were very that. they were yeah. very oh, healthy yeah. this past yeah. year. I mean, look, the one thing I'm not doing, and I'll be totally honest, is I'm not charting each offensive line. You know, right. Yeah, so, right. I mean, I don't know how they grade. You know, more at left tackle. I don't know how they grade. You know, certain players. You know. That I don't know. I mean, when I watch tape, do I notice the, the positive and the negative? Yeah, but I'm not sitting there on each play watching all five offensive right. linemen. Yeah. So I can't speak to that. Um, you know, to me, it's more of a philosophy of how do they want to play. Mm-hmm. Right, right. What's your thumbnail on the defense? They have three stars, you know, right. when Watts, right, Hayward, Minka. Right. How are you with you know, matching their zones and they don't blitz as much as they used well, to? They play a little more man. They need major upgrades at linebacker. I, I thought mean, that's the weakest area of the team, yeah, the, the second the, level. The reality is, is you know, here they had Bush, who was a top-ten pick, and they signed Miles Jack, and the linebacker who played the most snaps is Robert Spillane. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they need upgrades at linebacker. We were Bush, talking about that last segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bush has clearly not been the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, is he a free agent? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think he'll, he'll be, be back. back. Right. And is Jack a free agent? No, he's signed for They next could year. get out of his deal if right. they want, but Spillane's but, up as well. Right. So it's going to look need, different. They, they need linebackers. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, if they sign guys or draft guys, they they need major upgrade at the linebacker position. Um, 
how do you, you know, what's your view of the corner position? I think that, you know. Sutton's a free agent. Sutton's a free agent. And that's big. Yeah. I think that'll be definitely addressed in the draft. I, I don't know how agree. much you, I don't know how much corners you've watched this year, but they have the 17th pick, the 32nd Not, pick. I haven't done corners yet. So but I it don't know. looks like a really deep corner class. It does. And they have some premium picks. Yeah. I bet they draft an outside yeah. one of those top 3 picks in the top they yeah. have 3 picks in the top 49. I mean, it's going to be a corner. The two yeah. guys I keep seeing, you know, and I don't read I don't read what people think of guys. I just see the mocks, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. because I don't like to read anything until I I look at it myself. <laughs> right, you right. know. <clears throat> but I've seen Gonzalez from Oregon and, and Witherspoon from Illinois. They probably won't be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess someone like Haley Ringo, who I've done some work on, mm-hmm. he could well be there. I think it depends. Everyone likes Joey Porter's kid, of course. Yeah, I haven't done him yet. <laughs> With right. the Steelers, I, I you know, right. I haven't done him yet either. Um, so I think, you know, it depends on, on um, you know, how you want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, if, do you want to play a lot of man? Do you want to play more zone? Um, I actually thought the uh, Mollette kid did really well in the slot. He, I thought he was kind of a stabilizing force in the secondary. You thought guy. I thought he, he played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, build. They went more three safety sets in the second half once they yeah. got KZ back as well. Yep, yep, yep. Is that something? Are you seeing that more around the league too? Around the league, the big yeah. nickel has yeah. been big. Yeah. Well, you're talking about three safeties when they're in in like their sub. You know, as a base almost. As a base yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of teams are doing that in the league. They play big nickel. Um, and you I mentioned think, the linebacker problem. Well, and plus, their 11 best guys. It also gives safeties. you a guy with the tight ends that are athletic. You mm-hmm. get a yeah. safety instead of a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, are you seeing this trend on defense as much, too, that, hey, we all loved Mike Hilton when he was here, but the little slots seem to be getting phased out a little bit. You're not seeing as many Welkers. You're not seeing as many right, Edelmans. Right. You see Kittle. You see Kelsey, right. Ingram, guys like that. You know, Steelers tried Claypool in the slot. I see more big slot receivers which then means maybe more well, Brian Branch's I, in the slot, you know. Brian Branch I've done. He's a really good prospect. That's his favorite over here. Really, <laughs> really, really good prospect. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, the way I'd answer that is I think you're seeing teams that are more multiple with their receiver location. In other words, th- with very few exceptions, you're not seeing a team say, well, this guy's only our slot guy. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is you're seeing – Receivers, you think of as just outside receivers playing more in the slot now because teams are being more multiple with their receiver locations. Okay. So I remember you know, the Bengals used to line A.G. Green up in the slot. Correct. That never happened Julio 10 years Jones ago. Yeah. Right. right. Tyreek. That's what you're right. starting to see now. So with very few exceptions, you're, you're not seeing, you know, a team just line up one guy in the slot. Okay. You know, so you're seeing much more of that. So you need more multiple chess pieces on defense. Right. Of course. Which is the way the game's going. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will let you go. Uh, we've taken up enough of your time. Our guest has been Greg Cosell from NFL Films. Appreciate talking to you, as, as we always do, Greg. Uh, you do great stuff, and I know all of our uh, listeners out there love to hear your input on absolutely. the Steelers. They like to hear you talk a little Steelers here. But he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. You're tuned to live coverage of the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, that was fun talking to Greg Cosell yeah. there. Always one of my highlights of the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get giddy. That's like <laughs> getting Christmas. Uh, right. This week we're giving Steelers Nation uh, even more ways to consume SNR Drive content. At the annual NFL Scouting Combine, you can listen to us live here each day from 2 to 4 on SNR. You can also get our programs, as usual, on demand, where you get your favorite favorite podcasts. But for this week, we're also making sure you can watch and listen to our shows here on Radio Row each night during the Combine on the Steelers YouTube channel. That's live on SNR through our podcast and on the Steelers YouTube page. Check it out. Lots of other good videos on there as well. Lots of stuff to see and uh I don't know why, if you're a Steelers fan, you wouldn't be subscribing to that YouTube channel. Oh, no, no question about it. All the interviews. Pumping a lot of content out there. Absolutely. Audio stuff, too, this week. So, Matt, we were talking to Greg about where Kenny Pickett would rank in this year's class. And we've talked about it. Right. And I think he he might have him number one. I think he has him number one. (laughs) And we had an off-the-air conversation about the the quarterbacks a little bit, too. And just to paraphrase, it was – he didn't say he disliked the top four. Yeah. It was just a lot of questions. He said he wouldn't trade a lot any of questions. Kenny Pickett. Right. I mean, what we know about Pickett right now, if the Bears said we'll give you the first overall pick for Pickett, I think I'd say no. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I wouldn't cash I mean, him out for any of those you've, quarterbacks. You've, you've put a year into him. That's part right. of it. You've NFL tape. Yeah. I mean, that's helpful, of course. Um, it, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot there to like. Uh, and I know people get caught up too much caught up in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, he only had seven touchdown passes, and he had nine interceptions. Yeah. Well, let's go back and look at the interceptions. You know, and, The interceptions don't bother me. I mean, he went a very, very long stretch where he did not throw an interception. And it wasn't because he was – Dirting it and super conservative. Yeah. Again, I mean, they were was making good decisions. 54% conversion rate on third downs in the, the second, second half of the season. season. And I don't care who you're playing in. You convert 54% of your uh, third downs in the NFL. Yeah. I get, you're, playing, you're playing NFL. You're not playing. Uh, you're not Alabama playing you know, uh, Southern Utah. No. <laughs> and, and people might even say, well, the schedule was easier in the second half of the season. It was. Of course it was. But not only were they 54 for the year. If you look, or for the the second half of the year, but for the season, I don't think anyone's going to fight me that the best six teams in the league are the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Niners. They're the only teams ahead of them for the year in fourth down and third down conversions. And and we saw how ugly it was to begin the season. I mean, first downs were hard to come by. The six best teams in the league are the only ones ahead of you in third down conversions. See, and that to me, you know, when I look at the offense, okay, yeah, they were missing the splash plays. Over oh, the yeah. course of the season, they right, didn't right. have a lot of that, but they consistently moved the football mm-hmm. uh, when Kenny Pickett became the quarterback. And some of it was staying ahead of the chains. Yeah, but there were some other things that were very Pickett centric. Where I'm not picking on Ben, but being able to pick up two yards on third and two just is a plunge, or play breaks down and he scrambles for seven yards, slides, gets out of bounds, yeah. whatever. But he converted a lot of third and longs too. Yeah. I mean, with his arm. You know, buying time or executing the play as it was drawn up. Hits fire, moved for nine yards on third and eight, you know. Yeah. That happened routinely. But uh, interesting to note that Greg Cosell had both Kenny Pickett and George Pickens as <laughs> his that, number yeah. one guys at the wide receiver and quarterback position. I didn't think of that until he draft. sat down, yeah. right, because <laughs> I have it in writing. I have his, the draft guide stuff and his reports that he wrote out, and he's Pickett's number one and Pickens is number one. That's you know? uh, not, yeah. not a bad draft haul. No, not at all. No, and, that, and that's, I think, you know, if you look at the last two drafts and then what you're going to add in this draft, I think you've said this before. Tons of snaps you've, already, you've, right? Yeah, you've got a bunch of snaps already stockpiled with those young guys. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to add to that nucleus mm-hmm. with three more premium picks this year. Sure. That's what makes it such an exciting draft. They're all going to grow together. And, yeah. you know, again, they're only potentially losing three out of the mix. I mean, your number two tight end is replaceable, or you bring it back, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, but that doesn't rock the boat anyway. You know, where defense, you could lose five starters. You could lose four starters, and you might bring them back, you might not. Where the offense... The eleven guys who played the most are going to play. The, are going to be there. They're going to get the yeah the same same num- yeah you know, the snap distribution mm-hmm. ideally is the same or as, similar as you can gather. And I'm sure you mentioned how giddy I get. I had ten more questions, of course, oh, yeah. and one of them was, I know you liked Pickens, Greg, but do you think he needs to become a better separator? Well, he kind of answered that on his own. He goes, Pickens is complete. You know, yeah. he, he's there. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I thought he had a little more work to do as a route runner, but I, you know, Greg knows better, better well, than So I here's the thing. So you sent me this, uh, and this was from 538. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sent this to me, I believe, last week. that, And they had Deontay Johnson as their number one receiver in terms of getting open. Separator. Yeah, the yeah, right. number one number separator one. in the league. And I think he was third last year. They've done this for two years. Yeah. It's a new new thing that they do. And they use next-gen stats for this. So these aren't – this isn't them just watching and saying, oh, he's really good at this. No, this is them using the computer analytics. Right. This is stuff like that Cynthia worked on a lot, yeah. too, is I have two yards of separation. That counts as open, you know, yeah. however they decided it. And, you know, my shoulder pad to your shoulder pad. I mean, this is – got this the, isn't – The players all have uh, little trackers in their uniforms right, on right, game right. days. Yeah. All of them. So this isn't, again, I'm not picking on pro ball focus, but it's not like someone's in, they're going, oh, this is a good play, check. Yeah. This is, you beat this parameter, so you get to the, you know, the, the nod. Yeah. He was the best. He was the best. Number one. And they had Pickens number one in terms of making contested catches. Yeah. Best at the catch point, I think, is how they yeah. described it. Yeah. So he had more work to do as a separator. Johnson had more work to do at the catch point. But they were the best. I mean, at you their know, respective those, positions, good the receivers in the are in this league. Yeah. Are you know Tyreek and Jefferson and Chase and I mean it, the league is loaded with receivers right now. Fryermuth, they did, if you just do tight ends, 
he was like tenth overall too, and trending the right way. Yeah, you know. So, so it's I mean, the pieces are there. Pieces are there, and I forgot Greg really liked Calvin Austin too. I remember him yeah. really raving about him. Liked him as an outside guy, ability to get off press, things people don't think about from a little receiver. Yeah, so I'm very intrigued about what this offense could be mm-hmm. in 2023. I'm not sure how to go about doing it. I'd love to have one more pass catcher, you know, either a big slot or a tight end. I keep going back to the tight end class just because I love the class so much. Okay, so the last two preseasons, training mm-hmm. camps, we've seen them kind of use Anthony – uh, McFarland. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying Miller. In, a little bit in the slot. Yeah, We've yeah. seen him on the field at the same time as Najee Harris. Are you are you ready to revisit that this yeah. year? Yeah. It's interesting because he's – I'm guilty of this. He's been a little out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. When I think about that third back spot and Snell's a free agent, I don't think about him as much as the I should. The one game he played last year when, when uh, Najee hurt – no, it was Jalen Warren was hurt. Right. And so he they used him. They used him. Like he just he wasn't just active on game day, and they said, "Okay, you're in uniform, but we're not going to use you." Mm-hmm. They used him. I think he had uh, two catches for 11 yards and and like six carries for what you know 20 yeah. some yards. And what I noticed in the preseason, harder to tell at camp for a running back because they're not tackling to the yeah. ground as much. Less dancing, yeah. understanding at the NFL level. If it's blocked for three and I get four, that's fine. I don't have to hit a 40. He's not looking or, for the home run every right, time. Right, right, right. And the other thing at camp that was very noticeable. They really any of the Steeler linebackers, he's whipping them on wheel routes can't, down, can't the run field, them. Yeah. down the field, you know, 25 yeah. yards down the field. You know, when I say explosives, they don't have to be 80 yarders. I mean, if he does one, of, plays. If he gets one big play a game or one big right. play every two right, games, right? That alleviates some of that issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I assume special teams didn't help his cause on right. Game that, day. Was the, that was that right. was Benny Snell was such a better core special, special teams right. player than he was, and you know, Jalen Warren is kind of developing into that role mm-hmm. but he wasn't there yet he was a rookie but i mean if, if snell's inactive then you're stealing one of danny smith's starters right right i mean he was at the top of the team and snaps yeah. paid on special teams so that's the way the world works you know yeah. but mcfarland's gonna have to overcome that too because there are gonna be other core special teamers so you know the question then you have with mcfarland's and maybe to a certain degree calvin austin mm-hmm. can one of them be the kick return guy that's what i was thinking or maybe they one's punt one's kickoff you know yeah. or, or whatever that would help their cause for sure and you mentioned it too. I mean, you saw they jet both sweeps bring a speed and, yeah, to it. I mean, both of them on jet sweeps and handing the ball when they're already moving and things like that would work for both those guys well. Yeah, I mean they've they've both got beep beep speed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so it's, it's interesting. Uh, we'll see what. So maybe what they, some of the uh, explosive uh, remedies are already in house. Yeah, right. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Steelers fans, the Steelers media platforms are loaded with great Steelers combine content all week long. Visit Steelers.com. And the Steelers' official mobile app to hear live and on-demand SNR audio content, exclusive one-on-one video interviews with key decision-makers and daily editorial coverage. The team also has great throwback combine workout highlights on current Steelers for you to check out. That's this week on the Steelers' media platforms. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with Hour 2 right after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 